uh, just really wanted to uh, call in with the entire listening family uh, to just give my personal condolences, uh, you know, the loss of Bernie, uh, felt by many who heard him, uh, extremely energetic, opinionated, uh, but he loved this city, he loved this country. And I think those are the common denominators that unite us. And meeting his family, uh, it was just amazing to see that same energy with his family. I just wanted to take time out today, um, as you guys are reflecting on a rich life, to give my condolences. and Michael McDonald ride like the wind. That was the mayor, Eric Adams, who I have to say did a really good job here. He showed up at the wake a couple days ago and met Bernie's family. He called in yesterday to pay tribute to Bernard. So Eric Adams, the mayor, gained some points in my book. But I have a feeling my next guest, who was a radio legend, and a man that really should have been mayor, in all seriousness, but he's not, doesn't share the same feelings that I do, and that is the great Curtis Sliwa. You can't even give uh, Mayor Adams credit for going to the wake and calling in yesterday. Or... Um, no? Said, uh, I noticed, I was in Whitestone. Vicky Palladino had a community meeting, 300 people, all yeah. WABC listeners, all Sid fans. Yeah. Uh, but you've lowered yourself. Cindy Adams is now the hero who said she wanted to piss on the mayor. Did you hear that? Well, she said that about uh, Nancy Pelosi, I think. But she does no, despise she said it the about mayor. Eric Adams. I know. Yeah, she hates the mayor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, along with others, but I will tell you this. So you don't have it. You have you haven't changed your opinion. Just he's at the wake. He's calling in yesterday. Clearly, no, no. I want to talk about you, Sid. Me, okay. Two things. Yeah. yeah, okay. I noticed in that interview, all of a sudden, it's pal. No. What, are you going to go to PayPal to <laughs> donate to his re-election drive next? <laughs> pal. And then oh, the yeah. picture of you and Eric Adams right before the Columbus State Parade up Fifth Avenue. Yeah. In which uh, you're styling and profiling, and he is like, you know, thumbs up. Like, I got this cracker back. <laughs> I got this cracker oh, no, no, back. No, no, he didn't. He, he never said that. He didn't have to. Uh-huh. It, it was strange. And then you all forget to so mention. So you're telling me implied in the picture yes. was me and Eric Adams, the mayor, yes. who were once friends, by the way, when he was Brooklyn Borough President. Of course. Implied in that picture is that me and the mayor are friendly again. Yes, and well, that's you failed true, to mention. Right? Yeah. No. You talked about the wake, Island Park. Right. Obviously, uh, I and Nancy went. A lot of people here at WEC. A lot of fans. Mayor Eric Adams went. I don't know yes, you know he did. Yes. But you yeah. failed to mention <laughs> yeah. that he went up to Bernie's father mm-hmm. to pay his condolences. Bernie's father said, what are you doing here? You're here to try to get votes? 
Is that what he actually yes, said? Yes, he did. Swear he said that. Absolutely. Cross my heart, hope to die. Everybody heard it. You're the only person who didn't hear it. Well, I wasn't there at that point. But oh, I, I see. But this is why I love Bernie's father. That is brilliant and funny. But I'm going to give Mayor Eric Adams more credit than that, and I'm going to say he actually really did appreciate Bernie for the person that he was, and this wasn't about just getting votes. Let me remind See, you, you. You think let there's me, an me, evil me, agenda let me, let me, let me, Hold on. Yeah, yeah, I'm and okay. I warned yeah. both yeah. you and Bernie. Yeah. He would say, when he would come on with you and Bernie, oh, my favorite morning show. Well, we were his favorite morning show. And then I sent you a cut from Charlemagne the God, the Breakfast Club. He said, my favorite morning show. Do you really think he was listening to the McWhitey Whiteys, or do you think he was listening to the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God, your homeboy? Well, maybe he switched back and forth, Curtis. Maybe he likes both of us. Is that that such a horrible thing? he's a switch hitter? I didn't know that. Are you telling me something I don't know? Well, I never really believed you were his favorite. I never did, you know. But um, you know that when you're running for a big office in this city, it, it's a good idea to be friendly with the power brokers. And in radio, not business, but in radio, Bernie and I are certainly power brokers. No doubt. So he was being smart, that's all, right? Or You, think there's an e- you always think there's an evil agenda at play here. So, Let me tell you something. All right. Uh, crime in the subways, right? Yeah. That's my forte. Nobody knows this. We're not going to talk about that me. today. No, no, no. Just one point. No, 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 no talk about anything negative in the city. He went to the wake. He called in yesterday. He's our friend again, and that's it. What were you up at the club zero bond with him the other night? <laughs> Raising the roof. Fine. Go ahead. What are the crime stats? Go ahead. Real quick. Yeah. Not far from here, the other day, a young man was attacked by a gang of six, all dressed the same. It was like a scene out of the Warriors. Stabbed multiple times. The, the uh, transit police commissioner, Sewell, actually came out of her bunker because she's always missing in action. She got on the train, <laughs> took the train. One stop. One stop. <laughs> yeah. People were screaming at her. <laughs> Where are the cops? Where are the cops? They had to hustle her off after one stop. Uh, yeah. Come on, Bernie. To your credit. Bernie's dead. I'm sad. I understand. That's okay. But as far as I'm concerned, you're one of the same. Okay. When we I the see same. you, I see Bernard We McCurry. are brothers, yes. But you rode yeah. the subway. He rode the subway on a regular basis. No, he didn't. He drove in from Long Island. What Wait subway did he run? Remember. Years ago, maybe. Penn Station. I still take the uh, subway. Remember, the lockdown and pandemic, March of 2020. I was there. He was downstairs. Yeah. You were downstairs at times. That is true. I will never forget Bernard McGurk, because we were the sheriff of Penn Station at that time. <laughs> I and the Guardian Angels. There were no cops. It was yeah. total chaos. Yeah. He came up behind me one time. I jammed up this guy. <laughs> this guy was getting the better of me. I remember. And Bernie had his Lawrence of the Arabia schmata on yeah. with the shiv in his... In his sleeve. I remember. He yeah. pulled out the shiv on the guy. Yeah. And the guy backed off. I remember, yeah. Yeah. Look, I could have been sliced and diced on that floor that day. No, Bernie saved your life that day. Yes, actually. he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. But to your credit, you were taking the number one train every day every in the day. middle of that pandemic. And the and two lockdown. and the three also, and I couldn't get the one. There was there was the day before the, the whole thing got locked down. There may have been, I don't know, 100 people on the platform. The next day, I was the only, only person. One. Remember I put the picture up, Curtis, how eerie it was? You yes. were down there, too. Yes. It was really eerie. To, and yeah, to me both, and Bernie kept showing up. That's right. To both your credit. No other shows had their personnel in the studio. You two guys were solid every day. I would come out of Dante's Inferno, Penn Station. 
and you two guys were there. Yeah. The rest of the radio industry, they were at home. Oh, my God, I hope I don't die. <laughs> you guys were bricks. Uh, thank I you. mean, my cheese more oozed out of every pore of your bodies. You and Bernie, there's never been a morning radio team like this. Now, you know, I've done mornings before. Yes. Couldn't, couldn't touch you guys. Uh, you guys had it thank all. You. Thank you. No, we made that conscious decision. Thank you, Curtis. We made that conscious decision. We, we talked about it. Uh, we flirted with the idea. Bernie actually did do, like, two shows from his house on a Friday before he got sick. So we flirted with the idea of not coming in. But then we made a conscious decision together to keep showing up. And I really believe the show started to gain, besides John and Margo taking over, yeah. that was the biggest thing that could happen yeah. to us. The, the show started to gain that popularity during that period when people said, like you just said, Wow, look at these two guys. You know, everybody's scared to death to go to the grocery store. They're on the trains. They're in the worst part of New York City. They were allowing criminals, literally criminals, to stay across the street at the hotel. And me and Bernie was, and you were there too, by the way, not just us, you were there too. Well, but I, me and I, Bernie I, were there. I, I was living in Penn you Station. Lived there, I was right. the sheriff <laughs> of Penn Station. There was nobody else to keep the homeless and emotionally disturbed in order. And you know why they listen to me? I fed them every day. I, I clothed them. I, I washed know. them with alcohol. Yeah. So, but I'm telling you that one day the guy was getting the best of me. And no doubt this guy would have ended up slicing and dicing me if not for Bernie. In fact, Caroline, when I paid my respects with Nancy, she said, that story said it all about my, my husband. Oh, wow. That's the kind of guy he was. And, you know, in the projects, Monroe Projects, South Bronx, City grew up, they call him the White Shadow. They call him the White Shadow. They don't have a plaque, though, in his honor. They don't have a... One of my goals is going to be every young boy and girl growing up in that project is going to know that Bernard McGurk oh. grew up there. And look at the success he began. He became. We got to show these young people. Oh. You could grow up in the projects and yep. become a success like Bernie against all odds. That's a great story. It is a great story. I'm glad you keep This is a great appearance. Of and by the way, the other thing that a lot of people have come up to me to say, even last night at Vicky Palladino's, the PSA test. I can't tell you how many men lined up and said, oh, my God. I'm getting that PSA test. A simple prick of your finger blood test once a year, just so you know you don't have developing prostate cancer. So you don't have to immediately start taking remedies. Well, that is a, a very good point. And I think that our friend will not die in vain. I went for a PSA test on Tuesday, just, you know, went to the doctor. And a lot of guys were telling me, you know, now that Bernie passed away... I'm going for this test. So he's not going to die in vain. He's going to save a lot of lives by going through what he went through. And the truth is, is that it didn't have to happen. I mean, Bernie had an unusually high PSA count years ago, and he just left it alone. Yep. And by the time he got back, it was too late. The cancer was everywhere, ended up in his brain and killed him. But if he paid more attention a couple of years ago, maybe... Maybe See, Bernie is still sitting to my left. The tougher a guy is, the less likely they are to go for the test. Look, he, right here at WABC, Rudy Giuliani, our friend, the greatest mayor we've ever had in the city, waited oh, too long. He was going to compete, remember, against Hillary. That would have been the heavyweight battle for the U.S. Senate. He had to bow out because of that, and he got very sick. Me, I waited too long. I had the operation. I mean, let me tell you something. Worst mistake I ever made in my life. And I've made many, many mistakes. Maybe not as many as you, Sid Rosenberg, <laughs> but I'm competing with you. 
And then look at Bernie right now. We're three tough guys. Nobody questions Rudy, Curtis, and Bernie. Oh, no. We waited too long. Yeah. The tougher you are, the less likely you're going to go. Because why? You think you're going to be a eunuch. You think you're going to be impotent. Oh. You think that all of a sudden you're not going to be able to use the urinal anymore. You're yeah. going to have to go into the ladies' bathroom and <laughs> cop a squat oh, over the porcelain palace. That's the reality. Oh, you're right about that. You're right. He was right about that. Uh, and, you know, we got to revive the prostate cancer run. Channel 7, Eyewitness News, used to have it every year. It was great. I and Rudy, before we had prostate cancer, we were like the co-chairman, you know, to start the race. Then they discontinued we'll it. bring it back. We have to. And Margo and John have said they're going to do it. Great. We've got to keep the memory alive and also help so many other families. A lot of women really got to nudge, got to nag the men in their life to go get the test starting at 40. That's what Danielle did 40. to me. You're right. What, uh, how many years did you know, Bernard? Long time. Much longer than I did, I think. Oh, a right? long time because I went back to the time of Imus in the morning. Uh, when Bernie was there, and they would interview me from time to time. The moment I became a guest on the Howard Stern Show, that was it. Why? Well, did you go on the Howard Stern Show and bash Imus? No. No. No, no. But the fact that all of a sudden I crossed that Maginot line. Yeah. And Bernie always was grateful when I stood up to Suleiman at Citadel, who was the, uh, you know, the capo di tutti, el jefe. And he said, you go on the Howard Stern Show and you're fired. As I'm going on there, naturally, Howard wants you to bash Imus, and I did right. that a little bit. But then I spent 45 minutes as a tribute to Bernard McGurk, all the things that he did in the background, how he fed Imus the lines, how he read the books, how he assuaged the guests, how he prevented mutiny on the bounty. I mean, how many times did the crew just want to uh, commit a mutiny? And it was Bernie who kept everyone cool and calm. And Bernie was stunned. He wrote me such a beautiful email. I got to look at my clutter. You know, I got clutter all over the place. And I'll give you that. He said, I can never, ever be more thankful. You told the story that none of us could ever tell at that point. Yeah. At that point. Well, I have to say that this uh, appearance was great. Second only to uh, Greg Kelly yesterday. Your, your love for Bernard is, uh, are you angry about that like I am? How do you how do you do a show on WABC everything, on a day of tribute and you don't really talk about everything Bernard? should have been dedicated to Bernard right. McGurk? Why are you talking about Tulsi Gabbard? I know she's hot. I get it on a, on a day where the rest of the station is talking about. Will you call out uh, Greg as well? I will pimp slap him when he comes in. Good. Remember, he comes on right after me. I'll, right, I'll straighten him out. <laughs> Don't ask how I'm going to do it. I'm going to bend his leg, stuff it in his pocket in honor of Bernard McGurk. There you go. Well, this was a great conversation. It was lovely. And I do think at this point you are coming around with, uh, with the mayor, Eric hey, Adams. Yeah, pal. <laughs> I, I like the way you say, yeah, pal. Next, you're going to be on PayPal making donations to his failed mayoral campaign. What's wrong with you, Sid? Wake up. Wake up. It's just today. I'm, I'm in that mood where I want to forgive people this week because I lost Bernie. So I'm in that kind of forgiving mood. But then, you know... It, wait, wait, wait. Are you a Jew or a Gentile? Gentiles Depends upon the day of the week. It's New Testament. I know you've been to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Yeah. I know you're thinking, but I want you to think Old Testament, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Because that's what I am, Old Testament. I never forgive. I never forget. All right. After mayor. Uh, <laughs> Did you mean it, though? I didn't get a sense no, I didn't you meant it, it no, there. Not at all, no. In fact, we're going for dinner tonight. Hey, I love you. <laughs> What, to the Club Zero Bond? You're going to be up there no, tonight? No, Rayo. I was going to Rayo. It's no, uh, no Club Zero Bond. I'm kidding, by the way. You were great today. Thank you. And Bernie, Bernie really, and I've said this to a lot of people, and it's true, but he really loved you. I mean, he just, he thought you were the greatest. Sid, one last thing real quick. Yeah. When you were down in Florida, I sat with Bernie, and I told him, 
We're going to get Sid on. You're going to have the morning show. You deserve it. Um, I, it was high noon. With me, everything's high noon. I either win or I lose. I'm in the street. <laughs> and he said, you'll do that? I said, all the way. And that day that I walked into Chad Lopez's office, he had the contract for Mike Lupica right there. And everybody was telling him, sign it, sign it. And I said, Chad Lopez, this will be the worst mistake you ever made at WABC. And to his credit, he stood up to all the suits and cumulus, his bosses. He could have been fired. He said, we're bringing up Sid. It's going to be Bernie and Sid. That was the greatest moment in the history of WABC. You guys saved the station. I'm not kidding you. You saved the station by first doing mid-mornings, replacing Geraldo Rivera. And then when Imus was no longer capable of doing the show, segued so smoothly right into it. Chad, he has onions. <laughs> he stood up to Cumulus yes, on did. behalf of you and Bernie. And Bernie never wanted the show by himself. He always said it's got to be me and Sid together forever. Uh, you're great. Thank you, Curtis. That's a true story, what Curtis just did, and Chad ultimately made that decision. But it was people like Pete Morgan, Jill Vitale, and really Curtis Sliwa that no, was no, no. at Thank the front of the line. Thank you guys for saving WABC well, because we you. could not have survived Thank that. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great Curtis Sliwa. Check him out uh, noon this afternoon, all weekend long. In my opinion, one of the greatest, greatest talk show hosts in the history of of the business, he is our friend, and Bernie loved him, the great Curtis Sliwa. I got Kelly. Don't worry about it. Kick his ass. I'll take care of him. I'll put him on the shelf. I'll take care of him. I'll give him an attitude, no readjustment. Thank you.